Welcome to issue 94 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, or Scarlet Rhodey, and also with us is Steve. Hey, how's it going? Great. Mike? Hey, Chris, good to see you again. You too. And, of course, Daniel. Welcome back, sir. Great to have you. Anytime. Why, Daniel, do you have anything on your mind tonight? I do, Chris. Thank you so much for asking. Folks, issue 100 is just around the corner. We would love some sound bites from you. Please contact contact us with anything you've got on your mind that you want to talk about, that you want to say about this game. Um, and also, there's a survey out there that we would love for you to fill out. You can find it on our Facebook page, um, Discord. Do it. Fill it out. We're like months away. Six. Six issues. Six that's issues. Good. So yeah. with holidays and such, that's probably January? Yeah. 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 It's coming up quick. I'm, I'm excited. That's, that's an important number. If you have something you wanted to say that's not on the survey, you don't want to be on air, but you want to just send us something, uh, email us. Mike will tell you how at the end. Just send it in an email and uh, we'll read it. Heck, I'll tell you now. CriticalEncountersPod at gmail.com. There you go. Boy, I sure hope you say it again near the end, though. Oh, don't worry. Okay. I got that part memorized. So, Steve. Yes, Daniel. Chris usually only shows up here to like give us some serious knowledge. Is that going to happen tonight? That is going to happen tonight. What we're going to do is Nebula Part 26. <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's not a Nebula episode. We are going to do Venom's Nemesis, Shadow of the Past. So we're going to hey. talk all about that. Yeah. How about that? Something new. Wow. Yeah. I, we are going to talk about this uh, Venom stuff. Uh, unlike the last times, uh, Venom is not my usual cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not uh, a Spider-Man corner of the universe aficionado, um, but I've learned a lot about Venom in the last few days, a whole lot about this symbiote and why it's enraged. Um, would you all like to learn more? I would. And just to clarify, this isn't the guy from the movies. No, this is not the guy from the movies. That is not our hero. Okay. Set. Yeah. Um, If I say no, I don't want to learn more, are you going to still tell us anyways? I mean, most likely. Okay. All right. Then I'll I'll say yes. Yes, please tell us more. How villainous, Chris. (laughs) Well, I'll start sort of... In a mood. (laughs) A lot of the... Back on the symbiote itself. Uh, It first appeared in the comics in Amazing Spider-Man number 252 that came out in January of 1984. Um, And that coincided with the Secret Wars event that I think y'all have talked about at various points, especially with Titania, the Beyonder's Jacket, uh, that fabulous wear. Oh, yes, that Secret Wars. Okay. That Secret Wars, not the, the other, World other Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. Okay. Mm, yeah. The original Secret Wars. The one where there was a battle world, Beyonder ducks and stuff. And anyway, Spidey discovered what would become Venom, the symbiote. It was his black suit of the 80s. Pretty cool. Sometimes makes him really want to dance. Um, <laughs> uh, 
the symbiote wouldn't become Venom as we know him uh, until Amazing Spider-Man number 299, which came out in about April of 1988. Um, So about four years later, which is actually a shockingly long time, uh, considering that we think of Venom as a relatively popular character now. And that was where he, I think, Eddie Brock, who's the the movie version, that um, Tom Hardy version, found him and kind of became the Venom we know. That's not who we're here to talk about, though. Years and years and years later, a different guy was wearing Venom, who I think you've already talked about, the Scorpion, Mac Gargan. Oh, yeah. He was sort of used as Norman Osborn's Spider-Man when Norman Osborn was sort of running the Dark Avengers and all of this sort of stuff when he kind of was more in charge than the heroes were uh, during Dark Reign. At the end of that sort of arc with Amazing Spider-Man number 648, yeah, in about 2010, the government ended up with the symbiote. So they sort of, the Scorpion was kind of defeated by all those pesky heroes, uh, and the government ended up taking the symbiote away. And then... Like a few months later, in 2011, the government gave it to Flash Thompson to become their kind of agent. Uh, and that happened in, starting with in Amazing Spider-Man 654, and then following in a whole volume of Venom uh, that focused on Flash. At the time, the symbiote was sort of lobotomized using chemicals, so it was less um, sort of sentient. It wouldn't fight back against its hosts. So the host had a lot more control than the symbiote did itself. And they made Flash only wear it for about 48 hours before he would start to lose control. And the symbiote would exert its more aggressive, quote unquote, evil side. And this was sort of the the status quo. So every time that... I have a question real quick here. Yeah. Flash Thompson. This is the same, like, classmate of Peter Parker, right? The guy who picked on and bullied Peter Parker when they were in high school. Yes, it is the exact same guy. Okay. Um, Flash went through like a really long comic book history. Cause he's been around since the sixties, but where we meet him and the, the hero version that we is he's been in the Iraq war. Uh, he lost his legs saving folk in the line of duty and has come back. And so he got picked by the government to wear the Venoms like as a suit, essentially, like a super suit, uh, during something called Project Rebirth 2.0, um, which is the same project where Captain America got his sol- super soldier serum. The That was the original Project Rebirth. And so he was just picked for this. And I think very much seemed to be expendable. There was a, like a kill switch if the symbiote ever took more control and became more murderous. Similar to like Suicide Squad, there's like a bomb built-in um, sort of thing, which there was a point in the the first couple issues of that Venom series where the symbiote had finally started to get more of its sentience back and actually got rid of the bomb itself, so they couldn't do that to him. And Flash didn't know that like the bomb was to murder him, not so much the symbiote. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you you know, if, if the government gives you an alien evil alien suit. I guess you should just expect there's a bomb in it too. <laughs> you know, the government's always so altruistic. Yeah. Here you go. Do you want some super strength, walk on walls, and a bomb? And a bomb. <laughs> so during this time period, a lot of it is that 
Flash and the symbiote are fighting for control and they keep fighting. So I think that's mostly where our nemesis come, the set comes from is that sort of fight within Flash himself and controlling the suit and making it do what he wanted to do while trying to still be a hero. And various points uh, in this comic, he sort of fell from what we would consider hero, like to a murderous amount. Mm. When the Venom symbiote kind of took more control, because it's more of those base feelings of like, just kind of primal anger. And that sort of happened. And further along... So Flash actually ends up joining the Thunderbolts, which are sort of like reformed, like villains sort of team uh, under um, the Red Hulk. Then Captain America brings him into the Secret Avengers for a while. And then finally, and why we have him in our game, he joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, during that time period, they actually go to Clintar, which I think I'm pronouncing right, the, the home planet of the symbiotes. And they're... The Venom symbiote is actually cleansed of all this sort of corruption. Um, we learn that like the symbiote was corrupted by like an older host who like added this trauma to him, and he was originally a more peaceful creature. Uh, and during that time period is when really Flash and the symbiote sort of became one. He goes by the uh, as a sort of um, space nerd and agent of the cosmos kind of character, and has space adventures. Saving a space people. knight. He becomes a space knight, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a space knight trait. Um, yes. So. <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of where it goes until they come back to Earth and they get separated again. And I think the symbiote ends up with another person who kind of re-traumatizes him before going back to Eddie Brock and going a bit more back to like a more quote-unquote corrupted version. But yeah, that's kind of him in a nutshell. I have a question. Yeah. Asking for a friend. What's a symbiote? Oh, right. That. <laughs> so symbiotes are uh, an alien species that come from Clintar. Uh, and they are like a sort of a parasitic uh, organism. They need a host and they kind of take over the host and work with the host. And a lot of times that both of them are either sort of in control and it depends on the amount of how much the symbiote and the host like each other, I think. It seems, Um, or in the case of Flash and the symbiote, you know, um, the symbiote, there was a lot of, you know, sort of chemicals like making the symbiote less um, active so that Flash could control it more, making it more docile. Um, And that sort of was the problem, but could only do that for so long without it becoming a... um, So so his superhero suit is like an alien? Yeah, basically. like Like an alien... Flesh suit parasite yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah. There's lots of them too, right? Like Clintar is full of symbiotes. Yeah, the whole planet. And like um the Venom one is just the one that like kind of got away um and ended up on Battle World and that's how it got to Earth. Um through Spider Man. But yeah, there are a bunch, and then also the Venom symbiote has like reproduced itself. Um, you know, it's created the like Carnage, Mania, and I think a few others as well. So the four that jump out of the uh, Nemesis set, are they like manifestations of his suit or are they totally independent, different things? I think it's his suit. And it's sort of, I think, that fight for control between Flash and the symbiote itself. Wild. That's interesting. Now, can other heroes really intervene in that when it happens in the comics? 
Well, I don't know if many heroes. I mean, if this is meant to be a psychological moment for Flash Thompson. I think both a psychological moment, but obviously from the outside, other heroes would notice if he goes a little bit more murderous. And his appearance usually changes in the comics. He goes from like sort of the artwork that we see a lot in our cards, the more like militarized suit, to more of like what we think of classic Venom that looks like on the Nemesis artwork with the big like tongue and the teeth and all of that sort of more menacing look. Mm-hmm. And so I would assume that if other heroes notice the change, they'd have to now deal with that. But if they're, but if there's still manifestations of his psyche, how do they, how do they punch them to death? Well, you punch them out, you punch them out, right? No, they, okay. they're parts of his suit literally jumping out yeah. at him. Yeah. So there's oh, really, a, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're physical as well. There's a fun little animated series of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they go to Clintar. Now, it's not 616, but they go there, and there's like a set of these symbiotes that Thanos or Ronan or somebody like ticks off, and, and they go all crazy primal. And there's a small sect of them that are still like, not, they're, they're good. So you kind of have a good set and a bad set or like a predator versions of them and like a non version and the good ones kind of bond with all the guardians of the galaxy and they have a big battle. So these in this one, these enraged symbiotes kind of look like that pack of these other symbiotes running around. So I wonder if the story in this is sort of like Mm. he's a space knight. He goes and he brings them back or they're, they're giving chase to him or if they are supposed to be versions of venom, um, you know, popping out or or turning flash thompson into kind of a bad guy temporarily where he's lost control and the venom is doing its thing maybe yeah interesting. or at least distractions from his yeah. goal yep so yeah. in the comics does he carry around the chemical with him or is that the government thing the government just shoots up this this clintar and releases him from the suit i think it's more they because they are in a lab always when they sort of separate it in the beginning um until like that project actually gets shut down and i think at that point the two of them have to sort of work out their relationship um, got it yeah so i think they're just separated and having the time apart makes it um easier to reassert control um but i think the longer that flash has been with the symbiote it becomes more of an addiction storyline because hmm. you get the power and especially in flash's case where he gets legs again and can walk again, um, mm. as well as getting sort of, you know, super strength and all of these things, which, you know, who wouldn't want that, right? Um, and I, I think that's always an undertone to a lot of his stories. That's really cool that it's kind of a, a metaphorical thing as well. You know, that it's, it's meant yeah. to suggest a larger theme. That's neat. Fun. All right. Time for cards? Is it time for cards? That was good. Thank you for the, imparting all that knowledge. Even You're if very we, were, we were trying to resist it like a symbiote. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do our Nemesis set. It's an obligation with five Nemesis cards. And like always, we're going to have our guest read the obligation card. Right, Mike? I don't even know it's real anymore. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Steve. Now, yeah. you're just, now you're just trying to make Mike crazy. Yes. The guest never reads the obligation card. That's true. But this time, we're going sh- <laughs> to struggle for control of who gets to read the card, and we're going to have Chris do it. And I do. All right. Struggle for control, obligation, 
Give to the Flash Thompson player. You may flip to Alter Ego form, choose, exhaust Flash Thompson, and take two damage. Discard this obligation. Or put one set-aside copy of Enraged Symbiote into play. Engage with the first player. If you cannot, this card gains Surge. Discard this obligation. And there are two bo- uh, two boost symbols. So, I love this obligation. <laughs> it's a fun one, yeah. It's very different. Uh, I yeah. got thoughts, but I'll go last. Well, oh. can I ask a quick question about it? Yeah. Is it is it the only obligation in the game that never goes away? No, I think Hulk's doesn't either. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, and um, Spectrums. Hmm. Yeah, Spectrums is very different, too. Yeah. Um, she's got a great one, too. But, yeah, it's a very rare one that it's, you know, not this. And I think now that I know more about Flash and his um, interactions with the symbiote, it makes so much more sense thematically uh, than I think a lot of the other obligations. Because it's always, you know, that's all it is. It's always a struggle the entire time he's wearing the Venom suit, right? And he can either sort of damage himself to keep kind of pushing through it or kind of face it himself and the distraction. And that's represented by getting one of the enraged symbiotes. Yeah. So part one is when you first read it, you're like, okay, I'm going to flip and exhaust and get rid of it. But you're not doing that. You're taking damage (laughs) and it's not removed from the game. So you have to, you know, pay attention here, read it. And then the second one is go and get the, the minion and put it in play with the first player. So in a multiplayer game, Flash could go, you, you could have like player three, draw the obligation, hand it to the Flash Thompson player who's player two, who then goes and gets an enraged symbiote and puts it into play with the first player. So it could bounce all around the table. It's very interesting how it's uh, the redirections of it. So I think that's cool. Yeah. 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 Now, if you were to draw Shadow of the Past first, this card would only be Surge, right? The second option would be Surge. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. In solo, I don't see a reason to do the first option. Because you're exhausting yourself, you're taking two damage. Whereas you could just exhaust yourself to defeat the Enraged Symbiote. I think the real fun is when you have multiple players and the interplay between that. Yeah, and really, I feel like um, Venom, he doesn't get hurt a lot. I feel like his health doesn't go down that much. Really, he does it to himself, right? Right, yeah. But I don't, I just never, I feel like every time I've played him, it's not where I really am that concerned about almost dying with him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's get through all the cards and then circle back around and how it interacts with Shadow of the Past. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we talk about the Nemesis? Probably. I think that's the next card. Daniel, why don't you read the Nemesis for us? Okay, I will read the Nemesis. This is the Enraged Symbiote. He's a minion. One scheme, two attack, two health. That's measly. He's got the symbiote trait, guard, patrol, uh, boost, a special boost icon, put enraged symbiote into play, engage with you. Okay. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. Now, Mike, there's another card here that we have to look at. Oh, I yeah, think. Like, here, let me pull it up. All right. This one is enraged symbiote. He does a minion, one scheme, two attack, symbiote traded. Two hit points, guard, patrol, boost, put in rage symbiote into play, engage with you. Hmm. Yeah, neat, eh? And then there's this there's this third card here that says enraged symbiote, a minion with one scheme, two attack, two health, the symbiote trait, 
also a garden patrol and has a special boost put enrage symbiote into play engaged with you huh steve i see another card there's another one there's one more yeah there's like get one more uh uh mustafa mustafa read the card for us all right whatever here it's a minion and it's enraged um not only is he engaged he's a symbiote he's an enraged symbiote and uh just looking at the picture, I can see why he's enraged. If I look like that, I would be very unhappy. Um, anyway, I don't know where this comes from, um, but it uh, looks like it's a nemesis for some hero. Venom? Anyway, um, maybe I should really read those comics or watch those movies. Um, rest of the card is pretty typical. FFG mediocrity. One scheme to attack, like hundreds of other minions before it. Another reason why he's so angry, I guess. Nothing to uh, make him look any different from anybody else other than the terrible art. Looks like he's got things coming off of him and shark teeth and a flies tongue. Who thinks of these things? Um, anyway, it's got two life. It, so somebody breathes on it or She-Hulk flips. It's gone. Uh, I don't know if people are still playing She-Hulk, but if they are... This thing is just a flip away from dying. It guards, yay. And then there's a patrol. Uh, so you can neither guard nor ward while it's engaged, which shouldn't be long. So neither of these is really a problem. And to top everything off, it has no boost. So if you turn it up as a boost, he just enters play, only to very likely die very soon thereafter. So... Whoop de doo FFG. You haven't really gotten any better over the time I've been gone. Good job. That was great. Thanks, Moose. That's fantastic. Awesome. Huh. Good to hear him again. Yeah. Okay, uh, now wait a minute. Did we just read the same card four times? I'm pretty sure I just read the Enraged Symbiote. What did you guys read? Uh, enraged Symbiote. Oh, Mike? Uh, yep, yep. Enraged Symbiote. Yeah. So did Moose. Wait a minute. Wait, why did we just all read the same card? He's got four nemesis minions what and they all come out <laughs> when you reveal shadow of the past yes they all I, come out i have the card in front of me steve and you may be right yeah of course i'm right i mean was there doubts <laughs> i'm never wrong <clears throat> i never doubted you first yes, you had the wrong person read the first card again i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so there there are four nemesis minions and they're all the nemesis minions so shadow the past let's mike read shadow the past all right when reveal reveal your set aside nemesis minion and put it into play engage with you so that implies that only if it's set aside do you reveal it right but you're going to reveal all of the ones that are set aside every single one right so it could be four or it could only be one depending on how many times your obligation has come up right sure yeah so that means uh you should just erase what i said a few minutes ago (laughs) I think I will. It's probably <laughs> beneficial. It's beneficial to reveal your symbiotes one at a time through this obligation sure. rather than all at once a shadow of the past. So it then says, continuing with shadow of the past, reveal your set aside nemesis side scheme and put it into play. So that would happen regardless, mm-hmm. but only if it's set aside. Yeah. And then shuffle the rest of the nemesis encounter set into the encounter deck of which there is none none yeah and then if your nemesis minion does not enter the game this way this card gains surge now that's an interesting one 
does that mean if none of your nemeses enter play or if not the whole complement enters play? I would I would say if none of them enter play. None right? of them. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say none as well. Yeah. So if you've gotten your obligation popped up four times and all four of them are in the deck, discard pile or in play, shadow pass comes up, it's going to surge. So. Got it. So I was wrong when I asked or when I said, hey, this is the only obligation that doesn't ever get, like, leave play. But am I right in thinking this is the only obligation that can bring in a nemesis? I believe so. Far, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like that. All right. That's that's a game changer, right? And these are pretty scrawny, like measly little nemesis, but you're probably going to get them. You know, they're showing up. They have guard and patrol, so you have to remove them before you deal yeah. with the villain. Um, except Venom does have the multi-gun, which can do a whole lot of damage to. What, what does it do? Like one damage to everything in front of you? Uh, so you or could use outright it. Outright shoot him. Shoot yeah. Him but if you can ready your gun with a reload or lock and load or whatever it is, you, you could use your multi gun twice and take out all four at once. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I, I have the card. <laughs> the multi is deal two damage to an enemy. So it is just one. So you'd have to. But what's the second two. ability on it, right? Uh, choose a player, deal one damage to each minion engaged with that player. Okay. Oh, so, so you I guess, could, yeah. Yeah. If you could ready it, you could take them all out in one shot. So true. Yeah. Wow. But I, I feel like they're more of a annoyance than a real yeah. like minion. Like they're, they're Flash trying to like keep control of himself so he can keep on his mission of you know defeating the builder. Uh, but also they cause problems because that's also four new minions that get added into the encounter set that. Yeah, to be reshuffled depending on when mm. you get them in and like how they get back in. So you might be also messing with your other players a lot. Yeah, more. and they're gonna get they're gonna come back into play as a boost or as an encounter card as well. So, True. but that whether that's good or bad depends on what you're playing. Because if you're playing Drang, yeah, it could be really annoying. If you're playing Ronin, I would love to see this as either a boost or an encounter card because it's the weakest thing in that deck. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then some some characters like a Thor or Rocket might want to see more minions. Yeah. You know, if they're sitting across the table from you. Well, we got one more card in this set. Oh, we do. We do. We do. It's it's the science game. Well, Chris, let's have Chris tell us about it. Please. Sure, why not? I'd love to tell you about the science game. It's called Clintar Frenzy. Uh, there is. Um, Flavor text. The Venom symbiote is distraught, bonding with everyone it touches and sending them into a destructive rage. Threat cannot be removed from this scheme while a symbiote enemy is in play. As a hazard symbol, and it's two threat per player and has a three boost icons. Oof. Yeah, this is neat. If it comes out with all four of the symbiotes, then yeah, then you're you may not be dealing with it this turn. Yeah, because you gotta get rid of them first before you can even. Because patrol is oh, just the main scheme. Never mind. But still, <laughs> right. So you can't remove threat from the main scheme. You can't re- remove threat from the Clintar frenzy. So your justice player has nothing to do until <laughs> 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 they kill off all the symbiotes. Um, it's a really funny Im- image, though. A funny visual, right? Just imagine what scenario you're playing, and then suddenly one of your teammates, his suit's going crazy. You gotta deal with that. <laughs> Yeah, the flavor text might give us an idea on the enraged symbiotes, right? It Venom symbiotes all distraught. It's bonding with everyone it touches and sending them into a rage. So 
it's possible that like, you know, it's like touching random citizen on the street and turning him into an enraged symbiote kind of thing too. Well, that would make more sense than it's a psychological thing. Yeah. 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 Cause the struggle for control obligation is clearly the psychological control piece there as well as right. a bit of a physical, right? It's him, him fighting venom mentally. And then maybe this, the enraged symbiotes and the Clintar frenzy kind of are, are venom winning and, and doing what it wants by creating more little baby venoms. So if venom is making all these little baby venoms and the heroes are out there killing these baby venoms, then are those heroes baby killers? Yeah, that's, wow. that's baby killers and genocide. Yeah, bad. Bad heroes. So what I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> is this seems like a difficult nemesis set. Am I am I right? Oh, it's difficult. Like if you're playing solo if you're playing solo venom and shadow of the past comes up, this is yeah, kind of hard, right? I feel like Venom doesn't struggle against this as much as some characters would. He's just so good at shooting lots of things. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, like I said, there are more annoyances, but I like that the set is doing something very different than any other Nemesis set that we have. Um, I'm glad that they played around with the space. It, it definitely is going to take him out of what he's doing against the villain because he's going to have to deal with four of these or a couple of these. Um, that run and gun, which lets him ready his weapons, that costs three. That's a lot of resources, even with right. Venom's ability to generate them on its own, um, instead of being able to use it to thwart or to do damage to the villain. I, I, it's, a, it's a good set. I, think it's I can set. speak from experience in the campaign with Becky and Andy that uh, War Machine's Scorched Earth loves these guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. That two health, right? It, it's just if it was three, it'd be a slightly different story. Yeah. 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 I will say I've played uh, Venom against King, hmm. but uh, King three, that's a really interesting point. Oh, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause no matter what, you know, uh, as long as like, depending on how, if you know, the villain sort of starts that turn going into King three, it, you know, you could be an alter ego. It doesn't really matter. You're still getting a lot of threat or you're getting eight damage that you have to figure out what to do with. Yeah. Do you guys have Mad Titan Shadow yet? I do. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. yeah. There is a campaign card where I believe two, two of the villains have it that can also pull out your nemesis minion. It's the same idea. Just another way of getting them out. And then all four at once. It's good. Yeah, and I will say, unlike other Nemesis minions, or most of them, they, if you know, you get Shadow's Path, like, at the very end of the game, like, you're almost going to win, and maybe, like, it might hit you a little bit. I feel like, for Venom, it is a full stop, almost, because he mm-hmm. can't just finish it off, especially if you're solo. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like, I have not played Venom against Kang, I think I have to give that a try, so that when you hit Kang 3, they just, boom. All four of them. <laughs> and I mean, and then, you know, you could get them earlier, obviously, if you pull um, Shadow of the Past, but like, but yeah. Yeah, but you, you still get them because that Kang 3 says, like, you get them from the encounter deck, the discard pile, and the set aside. So they all return at that point either way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a moment when I <laughs> was testing out his pre-con against Kang. I was like, oh, I did not <laughs> think about this through 
That's what I was confusing Shadow of the Past with. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you play a lot of Kang. He's the best scenario. That's fine. That's right. Mm-hmm. We'll find out what people think the best scenario is if they answer our survey, because we asked that question. What a good segue. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Artfully done, Steve. Artfully done. Chris, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, anytime. This is always fun. That was a great Love it. Story. Love having you. Yeah, I was glad to have you on, and thanks for coming on sort of last minute and uh, and, and still being full of knowledge. He tried. So work was very boring today. So <laughs> hopefully your boss doesn't listen. Now, yeah, right. <laughs> um, no one ever gave. We didn't give any grades to the set. Oh, oh, um, go, go ahead. I'll go last night. Uh, I'm gonna go B plus. It's it's a fun set. It's a lovely set, and it it gets a decreased grade because of the power. I feel like it's not taxing him very much. You say B plus is a decreasing grade. Well, for fun factor, this is A+. plus. Like, this is a fun, fun set. How so? Just the fact that the nemeses can come out on your obligation and the obligation cycles. That's what I like about it. And then you have this interplay with it engages the first player. That's good design space, like Chris said. It's different. Yeah. Different's good. Okay. Usually. What about your grade, Daniel? I'm giving it a B. Okay. And it would have been a C, except for, yeah, the, the obligation... Gives it a whole letter grade up. Wow, that's tough. <laughs> Mostly we just make them up, and I go about a half step above Daniel. <laughs> if I give a low grade to one of these sets, it's because I don't really understand it. That's usually what happens. Or or it might be too samey for you. You don't like samey. I don't like samey, and this one is very samey. Very samey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but I do like that the obligation is very different. And I think it's the only Nemesis set that brings out a uh, a non unique minion, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, so that's that's different as, as the Nemesis. As the Nemesis. Yes. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Some of them have minions, but they're they're not the Nemesis minion. What about you guys, Steve, Chris? Do you guys have a grade? Hey, um, I didn't really think of a grade, but probably either A or A minus. Because, uh, like you know, I said, I really like the design play, the design space that it was playing in. Um, and the different ways that it can really interact with the table and Venom himself. Uh, and I do like that it's probably the first nemesis that, that really utilizes the obligation. Like there's so much interplay between the obligation and the nemesis um, mm-hmm. more than we've ever. And I like that. I like that it's just, it feels different. So, and it, it's a crazy moment when you get, when you pull shadows of the past and you get four new nemesis, uh, new minions out. All right. Well, Chris, thanks again for coming on. Mike, how do the people find us? Hey, folks, do you have any weird parasites attached to your body? You should probably go to your doctor. <laughs> but if you are a parasite that has a really cool host, we want to know about that. You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, Wandering Duke, and Scarlet Rody. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Venom, take us out. One time, a long time ago, we tried to all say Hail Hydra at the same time. And uh, that was like 40 takes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and it's just two words, Hail Hydra. It was impossible.